We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instinct Heart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Recording this Friday, May 7th at 9 a.m. Uh, <laughs> little malfunction with the locker room last night. Um, sorry for those of you who didn't check it out, but you know what? We'll, we'll reiterate some of those takes here today. Uh, Warriors up to the eight seed, Andy. Things are things are on the rise. Uh, I, I feel like there's not too much to say about the Thunder game just because, like, the most transparent tank I've seen since, like, the Process Sixers. Yeah, it's disgusting basketball. I I try to watch, I I try to watch five games of every team every season. Ten if I like them. Um, I can't really do much more than that. It's it's hard. But the Thunder, I think I would have preferred to watch zero. I think I've watched two. I mean, SGA is fun, but beyond that, I think I watched like two. Yeah, SGA. This is disgusting. SGA won him a few games though. Yeah, yeah, you're you're hurt. You're hurt. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I guess it hurt us Plantar. He's on my fantasy team, kind of nuked my season. But they're they're terrible. Sam, like I just I mean, <sighs> they they want they want Cade, they want Jalen Green. They're they want you know how we've been complaining about how the Warriors are doing all these half measures, develop while compete. Um, and like when you do half measures, you just tend to do nothing. The Thunder, they're definitely not taking a half measure here. Yeah, they're but doing like, something. We're uh, we're done with this. We are going to be the worst team in the league and just compile high upside rookies. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, because people didn't listen to the locker room, you had a great thing that we talked about yesterday that I think uh, we have it in weeks. Steph Curry, best basketball player in the world by far at this point. 
Yeah, I don't even 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 Shaq said it last night. By the way, Steph gets the coolest players standing for him. Shaq and Iverson, like, just would you rather be praised by Shaq and Iverson or you know Chuck and Kendrick Perkins? This is a no brainer. This is a no brainer in terms of of who you want. Steph is currently yeah, not Nick Wright. That's not who you thirty one point six points per game on the same efficiency as his unanimous MVP year to put it into perspective. He's going to be the oldest scoring champ outside of Michael Jordan. That's the type of rarefied air he's in. And honestly, like the only players you can really put on Steph's level are LeBron who's currently injured and not even showing up to games and no one really knows where he is. And, you know, maybe KD too, but KD has missed three quarters of the season with his own injury issues. So I mean, it's not a it's not a good season for the let's see how Steph does without Clay Thompson, without his security blanket or any number of dumb takes people had. I'm sorry, I just like I don't want to be that petty, but I kind of do because it's just it was so embarrassing to watch people talk about how like Steph's going to get exposed this year. It's like you really don't think he's that talented. Like you're really telling me you think he's, you think he's like Kemba Walker with a shoe deal or something. Like that's like really what you think he is. And he's, he's not, he's that special. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Kemba Walker with a shoe deal. Uh, Yeah. I think shout out Kemba. Kemba has a shoe deal, but (laughs) (laughs) who does he, is he, who is he? Like Uh, sketchers. Um, But I agree with you. There was, there was too much of, uh, I think even the Dame level was a little bit annoying and we love Dame. Who doesn't love Dame? I think Dame is universally like, like clay, but the comparisons that you get with Steph to Dame is more of, have you ironically Kemba is signed with under armor. Oh God. Oh God. Well, you know, we're not under armor. We just really like Steph. Um, (laughs) It it feels like, have you, you're willfully ignoring what you've seen in the past, right? That that's what we feel like you've watched Steph play against Portland. You've watched Portland play against the Warriors. You've watched Steph play against Houston, Cleveland, OKC, right? All of these teams. And you watch all that and you tell me Steph still isn't good enough, right? To be able to to do what he's doing today, which just it, that all felt just fake, right? All of that just felt. Yeah, fake. I'm watching the same people do it with Nikola Jokic. And, mm. you know, it's it's just it all gets back to the same point, which is not a super athletic wing doesn't look the part like no one ever no one ever says this stuff about like Kawhi Leonard or um James Harden or any of these players who are also magnificent just because all of them they they look like players we've seen in the past they look like Michael Jordan they look like Clyde Drexler like what we've conditioned our brains to believe a superstar is supposed to look like, you know, yeah, they're, they're six, seven, they're hyper athletic. They attack the rim, like all these sort of things. That's why it's like people have, a, there's a certain subset of people have a hard time imagining this guy who makes his living behind the three point line can be as good as them. Yep. I think of football too. It, it's the, it's the, uh, you get so used to Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, who are the two greatest quarterbacks ever um, or two of the best. And you just, and you look at, Patrick Mahomes, and you're like, I don't know, right? When it comes, I don't know. You're or not Russell sure. Russell Wilson or Lamar, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Lamar's a completely different style, but yes. Yeah, but then you look at the other way, and you're like, they those guys get brought up like Mac Jones for no reason, 
where it's like, well, this guy's good, but he's not great. But because he looks the part, you guys, it becomes- you, you already got Trey Lance. We don't have to talk about McCormick every day, baby. <laughs> um, wasn't a long comp. That was it. it. It was just more. Yeah, I'm with you. The Nikola stuff is interesting because if you watch Nikola Jokic play basketball, literally, you just have to watch the games, which Denver, one of the few teams I've watched more than 10 times a season. Yeah, but because they're fun. Because they're actually fucking cool to watch because of Nikola Jokic, right? Like he, not Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, not the reason why I really enjoy watching that team. Not Michael Porter Jr., who's also fun. It's Nikola Jokic. Not Frank, not Campazzo. Um, if you just watch the game, Sam, he is the most fun. <laughs> like, he is the most fun guy. And I, right, right? Like, that stuff is annoying. Like, if you watch stuff, he's the most fun guy to watch in the league. It's all, it's all it takes. Just watch the games. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think st- the Warriors have been inconsistent all year, but part of me is it just feels like they can, even with this ragtag roster with like Looney and no other bigs, with, limited depth and talent on the wings i still think they can make some noise in the playoffs so let's look at the standings right here this is what i want to talk with you about one it look it's looking like they may get the lakers in the play-in game this whatever's going on in la it doesn't sound good lebron's not showing up to games um did you catch what frank vogel said last night It, it sounded it's like the first time i've heard vogel sounds upset like sound like Ty Lue sound like Spolstra you know sound like previous LeBron coaches when they're dealing with something they can't control it's the first time I've seen Vogel have like visible annoyance he's like yeah no he's just not here I don't know where he is you know like uh, you, you okay. know whereas like in the past it would be um oh yeah he's been excused you know we just want him to get treatment it doesn't really matter that he's not here like the, there was a visible upset or there was it was obvious in his voice he was upset and like hmm. the health and out like He's not playing for a little while. Like realistically, right now, Portland is the seven seed, but there's they're playing tonight. They're playing yeah, tonight. Le- LeBron's yeah. not playing either. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. really good chance that Portland will move into the sixth spot and That's we insane. get a Laker. We're either gonna get a war we got a good chance at a Warrior Blazer or a Warrior Laker matchup, both of which just rife with fun playing narratives. Good, uh, good for Adam Silver. By the way, that reminds me uh, for Vogel of Steve Nash day one, coaching the Nets. I don't know where Kyrie is. You guys tell me. <laughs> when you find out where he is, you guys let me know. That was day one, Steve Nash. And shots for Steve Nash, who's been, I mean, he's still got a forehead of good hair, right? So he looks like he's enjoying his time coaching, you know, three of the biggest divas in, in the NBA. So good for him. Uh, the Lakers, I would really enjoy, um, you know, we've seen Warriors Portland and this season we've seen Warriors Portland, right? It's not like the Warriors are going to beat Portland for sure. It's a coin flip game, but it's just, I think it's more fun if you get Warriors Lakers. It was something that matters. When was the last time we saw that? Not in my lifetime, 29 years old, 29 years old for three more months. I've never seen the Warriors <laughs> play the Lakers it, with something that like something on the line. I've never seen it. It will be a lot of fun. Yeah, and even if it is the plan, like, I don't even know how much that matters in terms of, like, stakes, but it would be fun. Um, Let's assume the Warriors do get through the plan because the the big thing is if they're in the 7-8, they're going to get two shots at making the playoffs. And you know what? Like, if the Lakers are fully healthy, they're probably going to beat them in a playing game. Like, if you get a fully healthy LeBron and AD, that's a lot to deal with. But we don't know. You also just don't know if Steph's going to go for 55 any given night. Um, but I feel pretty good if the Warriors do end up in the eighth spot, two shots at it, they're going to beat Memphis or San Antonio the second time if they lose the first one. Yeah. 
Which brings up the, the question, who would you rather the Warriors face? Right now, Utah's the one seed, Phoenix is the two. They're separated by a game that could easily switch by, by the time this pod is released. So I think, oh, okay. I think that the Suns would be the more fun team, like the fun series for, for kind of narratives and storylines. Steph versus CP3. You know, CP3 beat Steph the first time that they played when he was on the Clippers. Then he lost a lot when the the Warriors came up. Now, CP3's favorite again. He should win that series. That's fun. Devin Booker, up-and-coming superstar. Really cool. Uh, The better series, though, is is for the Warriors is probably Utah, right? Just a team that you think, you know, the Warriors match up well against, even if they have a lot of three-point shooters. Yeah. So, on the one hand, Utah... I think they lead the league in threes still. If they don't lead the league in three-point attempts, they're in the top two to three. They just get up. It's going to be a bit of a math issue for the Warriors, right? Like, they get up a lot of shots. On the other hand, no player takes Utah out of their base formation more than the Warriors. And what I'm specifically talking about is Rudy Gobert. And if you take Gobert out of the game for the Jazz, they become, I don't want to say average, but things get dicier for them. Um. I kind of think Utah is the slightly better matchup for the Warriors, but I think the Warriors can give both problems because I think DeAndre Ayton's going to have a lot of the same issues that, Even that Rudy Gobert has. DeAndre Ayton's never been in the playoffs. Now you're asking him to deal with Steph 30 feet from the rim. That's not going to go pretty well. That's not going to go well for him. By the way, just double-checked. I am correct. Utah does lead the league in three-point attempts. I mean, they just fire it. They yeah, also take yeah. a ton of them. They got shooters. Yeah. They do. They got a lot of guys. Like I would love to have a Boyan Bogdanovich or Joe Inglis uh, on the Warriors. You could. You could have Warriors. Could have had Ingles, uh, Inglis, or, or you know George Niang. You know they had him too. So you know the Warriors like like those guys. You know they funnel them in and then send them out, and those players are good. Um, <laughs> mm. um, the but I I think the thing with the the Jazz is. Maybe you lose one or two games, three games even, where the Jazz makes 25 threes a game. But I think in a close game, the Suns have Booker and they have CP3. They can make good shots. It's not like Booker's getting guarded by Andre Godala, right? That, I'm less worried if that were the case. Uh, the Jazz, they got Donovan Mitchell to get him a shot, and that's about it. It's really it, and he's coming off injury. Um, so that's less worrisome. Mike Conley, too. Mike Conley's still a solid player. But, yeah, you're right. Like. It- the thing that I, I really wonder about Phoenix is because Phoenix has a few guys who match up really well in terms of no one shutting down Steph, but like Michael Bridges is a really good wing defender, probably someone you can stick on Steph and make his life tough. Um, CP3, you know, he's going to hold Jersey hack and do his whole CP3 thing for mm-hmm. eternity on Steph. Uh, but they're both like two pretty good options to put on Steph. I just don't know how much it matters because at the the power forward position, they'll be playing Cam Johnson, Dario Saric. Obviously, they'll play Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's a little more credible. And then you got DeAndre Ayton, who has not been in those moments. And that's really – I just wouldn't want to have to play Steph Curry in a series if you have a big man you don't feel comfortable switching. Like, it's really that simple. The, The big reason, like, the Lakers are such a problem is, like, you know if LeBron and AD are locked in, they're as good as you're going to get in terms of switching from a big man onto a guard. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to play in the modern NBA in the postseason like that. You, you watch Milwaukee 
And uh, that that team is they're a regular season team, and that's what I get. That although this season they're better, but now, I get the yeah, feeling because now they're trying to play Giannis and PJ Tucker shocking. in closing that time. That works, yeah, that and works. Go figure. Two guys who can switch everything and are very comfortable on it. It's a little different than than Brook Lopez, who like anytime t- yeah. he gets. Anytime Brooke Lopez gets switched, you're like, oh God, just miss, please. You know? Yeah, you're you're telling me Brooke Lopez can't, you know, like like Houston, Ryan Anderson. I remember Ryan Anderson, who'd even play that series, but he came in for a few minutes and just torched by Steph. And, and that's the type of stuff that you and see. And it was from, just a few minutes. That's like it was, the best part. Yeah. Right? Like I'm not he didn't play 10 minutes a game every game. Like, no, he came in like it was it was bad, right? Good for the Warriors. Um, you get the same vibe from the top two seeds in the uh, in the Western Conference, which which tells you probably a good thing that the Warriors didn't make it to the to the five or six seed because then they'd have to play the Clippers or Denver, um, who are better teams. That you could also you could almost argue three fours better than one two, and, I, and nobody would nobody would get mad at you in a playoff setting. Yeah, I think I, I mean. And Denver, by the way, has a similar issue with Jokic. The, sure. the difference is Jokic is. Give one you of the 40 th- on the other end. <laughs> one of the three or four best offensive players in the league right that he's you know it's 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 worth he's he's a little better on offense than rudy gobert and deandre <laughs> we'll just leave it at that um but yeah it's it, it's also kind of why we we feel like the la teams are the only ones who truly worry you for the warriors because they got a ton of guys who are long and can switch and like Ibaka is not a liability versus Steph. Like he can't switch like AD, but he's certainly a lot better than um, what's his name um, than like Gobert or uh, or Aiton. Um, obviously, Kawhi and PG go without saying. Like those are teams who actually have players who could potentially slow down what is really the Warriors' only mode of offense because it's it's like Steph versus the world. In the words of friend of the show Waz, shout out Waz for the new Ringer gig. Yes, sir. Give me Steph, give me, give me Steph or give me death. That's like the Warriors offense, right? <laughs> yes, that's we've got Draymond dribbling into the to paint only to turn around and hand it off to Steph at the three-point line for three. Um, I get a little, I always chuckle a little bit when people say these guys are, are you know, great chemistry, which is true. But on the same time, it's not like it's a two-way thing. You know what I mean? It's not like Steph is giving it back to Draymond for a layup or pick and pop kind of thing. It's no, it's just it's just Draymond looking for Steph ninety-nine percent of the time, and and then the one time he does hey, one of those smart, smart career move. Yeah, that is true. One the one time he does one of those you know fake handoffs to get to the hole and fits is literally combusting or combusted uh, when that happens. You're like, okay, great. But uh, so that's cool. I think the one thing I, I do want to mention is that the Warriors defense against these teams is is going to be a problem because as I right. think as good as the Warriors play defense this season, they're just against actual good teams. They're uh, they're not very good. So I am optimistic, Sam, that they can make it a series. But I think end of the day, right, like they just can't guard these guys. Um, they, they don't just have don't, the talent. They don't have the bodies also. It's yeah. like, OK, I feel you can count on Draymond to a certain level. Um, JTA is every fan's favorite player, but, and I think, I think you can count on JTA to give you a lot of effort on defense and make some plays. Um, Wiggins plays pretty good defense. You can probably count on him, but after that, it's just like, right. I mean, how many minutes does Looney really have? We're, we're, we're seeing right now, like Kent Bazemore playing 30 minutes a game. If you were a serious team, he's probably playing more like 15 you know, um, 
Ubre. I don't even know if he's gonna play, but yeah, Ubre is kind of similar to Bazemore, where you're like probably plays more than you want him to. Well, yeah, let's talk about lack of bodies. Um, Damien Lee. Let's, let's give him let's let's talk about Damien Lee for a few minutes. Speaking of lack of bodies, um uh just terrible. Um vaccinated and then got the virus, the the COVID. And, yeah, and it sounds like he's terrible. had some terrible symptoms too. Um, we've both been vaccinated. Uh, I know for me, it's felt somewhat liberating just to like, just kind of like you can be a little more normal, not have to be as worried about spreading the virus, like particularly for someone like me who has, you know, yeah, parents who are high, uh, high risk because their own health conditions, because their age, like the, the last thing I ever would want to do is, is yep. give someone the virus. And you see someone like Damian Lee gets vaccinated, does everything right and still catches it. It's scary. And, you know, I, I just, it, it, it makes you think twice about like, you know, you can act like everything's normal after you get vaccinated, I guess. Yeah. Yep. And I think him and being out for season is terrible. It's just, he deserved the shot at playing in the postseason this year. Um, you know, you got frustrations with Damian Lee, but like that's normal. He's not an NBA star or, he's, or like he's an right NBA star. I was gonna say he's right up there with Juan Toscano Anderson as like guys you want to root for just Top because of two. like how right. they um he really earned his spot. He's he's an NBA player, like he's not smiley, you know, he earned his actual roster spot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, uh, you don't think you don't think the uh people were traversing through the back roads of wherever Damian Lee's from to yeah. find him? <laughs> yeah, first of all, Steph found him, right? Um, <laughs> Yesterday, my buddies were at the game, and uh, they were they did a little saw, a little smiley cam, yeah. Uh, and I was watching it, and you know what I thought? Because I do feel bad for Smiley. It's not like he listens to the podcast, and maybe he does. And we're like, oh my god, people are making fun of me. I don't. If he listens to the podcast, we both make a security. Yeah, we we might actually have to get him on. Um, but I don't. I I, I it's not about Smiley. I, I look at him play basketball, and I look at him run, and I I just think. We thought this guy was ready for the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> Thank exactly. You. Like, who watched this guy in a gym, literally in Siberia? Who watched him and said, I mean, we know who watched him and said that. But how? Like, how does that make any sense that Ken watched him in a gym and said, this guy, I, I need to spend I'm spend money on this guy. I'm not, even con- I'm not even convinced he'd be a standout player in college right now. Like, I watch him. I like, I, he does have high energy level and he's big ish but like it's just so far away anyway taking it back to Damian Lee Damian <laughs> Lee is a legitimate shooter I feel like if the Warriors even if the Warriors let Damian Lee go for whatever reason another team would pick him up and he'd find like 15 minutes a game off the bench because every team could use a guy who can shoot and who moves off ball like him like he's 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 gonna find a role in the NBA for the next few years because there's just not enough guys who can shoot and move like him yep yep i think one of the you you said top two stories of the season jta's right at the top for me damian lee's right there and we watched him play last season on a really poor team and i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna lie to you like not that enjoyable to watch but the growth that you see that he's done this season uh it's incredible he knows how to play basketball at least offensively in my opinion he's one of the better ball uh movers without the ball on this team uh besides Steph right he's like a super super poor man's version of Clay Thompson in terms of how he moves without the ball and And by uh, the way could be really could be really useful next year when 
when the Warriors get Clay back, but you know, he's probably going to be on minutes limits. Like at least, you know, you can throw Damian Lee in there to do kind of a, a clay impression, give you the spacing on the weak side, give you the shooting, you know, right now. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, that reminds me, right now, Michael Mulder is doing a pretty good job of that. But Damian Lee's better, just yeah. objectively. He's a little better. Being a little longer makes him also less of a liability on defense. He does some some decent work there on the defensive end. Like, not, yeah. not a stopper, but not really a liability. So, Lightyear's podcast sends our, sends our thoughts to Damian Lee. I feel really bad for him. I really would have wanted to see him yeah. get an opportunity to play in the playoffs. And easy guy to root for. Well, man. fingers crossed. I mean, there's a possibility. That's, that that's true. It's place it, too. So it's not, it's not certain. They're just kind of, they're trying to tell people that it's more likely that he will not be cleared to play yep. than he will. So I'm going to just proceed that he doesn't play. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to roman.com slash lightyears now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to getroman.com slash lightyears and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to getroman.com slash lightyears and get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get roman.com slash light years. Get started now to save $15 off your first month of treatment. Last thing I wanted to discuss, friend of the show, Marcus Thompson, wrote a piece uh, interviewing Steve Kerr. Did you catch the third question? He literally said, you know, I started listening to this podcast called Light Years and I got a bunch of ideas. I just wish I listened to it sooner because maybe we'd have more wins if I'd have taken those tactical tips earlier. I did. I did see that. I was shocked he said it. Uh, It's incredible. (laughs) Named you by name. Said I text Sam all the time. It was was incredible. 
And he, and he said, since then, he hasn't been on social media. He's got what he's needed. <laughs> yeah, he just, he listened. He heard Andy say, run the pick and roll. A light bulb went off, <laughs> off to the races. Nah, it was, <laughs> I feel like, um, you know, we've been pretty critical of Steve, but I'm, he was at least honest that he made mistakes, which is like all I wanted to hear. Yep. Like, I think what drove me insane all year was like people trying to tell me what I was seeing was not what was going on. Like that made me just like, dude, the ball isn't touching Steph's hands. This isn't good offense. And, and, and people are like, no, that's how they're supposed to play. I'm like, no, that's not how they're supposed to play. That's terrible offense. And at least he, he realized it by the end of the year. He's like, yeah, kind of got to cut the motion. Kelly Oubre is not Andre Iguodala. Yep. I think that that's the most important part is that there's some type of self-awareness and we've seen, we're seeing some change, whether the change be because of circumstance, right? Cause Wiseman and Oubre are out and you know, what else are you going to do? Um, I, I think that this is the most important part. The annoying part is obviously what you just said is Warriors fans, especially our listeners our, our great listeners, both on light years and as well as light years premium had said this all year and getting angry about it because fans get passionate and we were told that and they were being gaslit that's the thing we're all being gaslit all year being like what do you mean there's no problem they want championships of this offense it's like no they want championships with clay thompson kevin durant next to steph curry and andre Godala. they didn't win because of the offense if they won because of the offense they could plug smiley geach and damian lee in and win titles but that's not happening that's not happening in any offense. Like, I don't care how smart you are. You know what I mean? Greg Popovich's offense, not happening. Phil Jackson, although this is actually is Phil Jackson's offense. But um, I, <laughs> I just made myself laugh. Uh, the, that, that's really the worst part of this is, is that throughout the season was that we were told that Warriors fans are being too dramatic. And it's like, no, actually, they were right, right? Warriors fans are right in that there should have been more adjustments. But that's in the past. There's nothing you can do about that now. The most important part is that Steve Kerr understands that. And moving forward, especially on a team next season, when they have to be good, they cannot be an eight seed next season, Sam. It's not acceptable no. for them to be an eight. Just, it's not. If and, they're an eight seed, they might, ha- they might really deal with stuff like looking at greener pastures somewhere else. You know, like I they, mean, right? With how yeah. talented he is, with Draymond still, you know, it's still, Draymond's been great in the past month with Clay Thompson back, even in a 20 minute capacity, right? You should not be an eight seed and they're going to get veterans. I, I think they're going to get the right players around those guys. They should reshape the roster in some way. Yes. No reason. Like, okay, maybe they shouldn't be a one or two seed, but they should be at least, I think a four or five seed. And a lot of that is up to Steve Kerr and how he builds this team one and system two and coaching staff. Uh, right. The reason why in, in MT's article, he writes that it took so long it feels to me like nobody told Steve Kerr what to do or what, or what to try to do. Right. He's not going to listen to Sam and Andy as much as we would love him to, but he needs to listen to, 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 I don't know, Sam throw out a coach, right. Alvin Gentry. I don't know anyone that's Ryan. not the yeah, same guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Guys who aren't on the staff right now. Yeah. Staff. yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's interesting. Um, I do want to give Steve one compliment though. Um, it oh, does boy. appear that he's been able to hold the locker room together more so than let's just say Indiana. We just, we just read that article on Nate Bjorkson. Um, 
kind of scathing, to be honest. And I think Bjorkson is a really intelligent coach. Like you watch yeah, the Pacers. I thought so too. Really innovative in terms of like schemes and stuff. But what you're seeing with him is that doesn't matter if you rub people the wrong way, if yeah. you can't manage personalities. And right or wrong, that's always been something Steve's been pretty good at. So he deserves a little credit there for managing those personalities. And I mean, man, I guess, I guess you can have it, you know, it, we can look at how bad it could be if you had a coach who was abrasive and was doing all the wrong things. Yeah. So. I, I think he actually, I think that's a big thing because that's, that's his big thing when he got on the team, right? Like Andre Godala came off the bench because he trusted Steve Kerr. I mean, he trusted that the team would win too. A lot of that works out, uh, but that's kind of who Steve is, right? You got to be good at something. <laughs> if you're not going to be good at the X's and O's on a day-to-day adjustment period, like some of these guys, Nick Nurse and, and Bjorkson, you you got to do something well. And he does it the best probably in the NBA, I would say. Spoles right up there. But even, you know, some of the stuff that you read about him and, and pop some of the stuff that you read about him. With Steve, it really does seem like, hey, he does get everything locked in. Now, Sam, I will say, and, and I know we're getting out of here soon, part of that is Steph Curry. Like, it all comes back to, to that guy. <laughs> part, part of it. I mean, I <laughs> yeah, think a lot right. of it. I think right, right. Pop was... Pop looked amazing with Duncan. Duncan right. retires and Kawhi's like, get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> so, so. so yeah, I, I do think Steve is an effective communicator and in the aggregate, he is a better communicator than most coaches, but it all starts with your star being bought in. Yep. And, you know, as we've always said, everything goes as Steph goes around yep. these parts. So um, I just wanted to touch on that. Indiana potential trade partner, though, for the Warriors. I mean, how would you feel about a little Malcolm Brogdon for the uh, for the Minnesota pick, or maybe a little Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon for Wiseman, Minnesota pick, and Wiggins? Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't know how, why Indiana would do that unless you told me there's a good chance of that. I do it. I do it right. Indiana would do it because they just want to rebuild and any way you slice it, Wiseman has a sky high ceiling and that Wolves pick will give them another big time prospect. I mean, it, the reason they do it is because they want to rebuild, not because it's going to make them better next year. Hey, you tell me that's what I, that's all I need to hear. Sam sources. I'm with it. Right. The, the one, the <laughs> big take. I, There's the, no source. The, the, the big take I have there is, you know, Wiseman's kind of realistic ceiling is Miles Turner. The Minnesota pick, if it's Jalen, Jalen Suggs, who's kind of like Malcolm Brogdon. Like, that's what I think of. It's like, oh, I guess Indiana's just kind of running in a, right. in a hamster it, wheel here. As their, as their picks, it's like the mystery box. We're yeah. like, just, you know, it's just like, oh, Wiseman could be anything. He could even be Miles Turner, you know, like that type of thing. That's how I feel. It's like, and or it, you could just get Miles Turner. I know, I, I just don't know that the Warriors would do it because like, I feel like they me. think. Wild. I just think they want they want a, pl- a bigger fish. They want Giannis. They want Embiid. They want one of these players who they may or may not realistically be able to get. And so they're going to probably roll the dice. But like, I think I'm with you. If you told me you got Malcolm Brogdon and Miles Turner next to the Warriors core three. Three. Yep. Yeah. Technically there's only one superstar on that roster, w- which is Steph. Unlike, you know, Brooklyn who has two or three and LA who has two or three. But that is such a balanced roster with maybe five all-star caliber players. Like, it's almost better in the aggregate than if the Warriors gutted everything for one player. I mean, maybe uh, not, but I think yeah. you could still – But you, I think you could, you could very easily win a title with that roster. I agree. I, I, I 100% – Steph, 
Brogdon can guard ones. Fantastic defender. You got he Clay, who's guard guarding positions. Yeah. One or two. He's got good uh, enough size. Clay can guard the three. Another ball handler, Brogdon, incredible ball handler. Uh, Miles Turner can play the five to back up Draymond. Right now, you got another defender, but he can also and, shoot threes. Yes. He can also spread the four. So Draymond can be the five on offense. Which exactly. Is what we really want. Yep. And, and, you know, it's tough to see Wiggins go, but this is just an incredible five. Do they win a championship? I don't know. But are you getting Ben uh, Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or Giannis Antetokounmpo? I don't think so, right? So Probably I, I not think till twenty. I don't think any of those guys are moving for like two to three years minimum, just based on their contracts. Yeah. Who Who would you rather Who would you rather have? You rather trade trade those guys for Cat, or would you rather trade those guys for Miles Turner and and Brogdon? I love Cat. I think Cat's awesome. I might have to. I might take Miles Turner you, you, and Brogdon. I don't think it's close. Wow, strength in numbers, Andy. <laughs> Damn. I just I became Andy Kerr, right? But I also think Kerr loves those guys. I think Kerr would have a fun time coaching Brogdon and Turner. I think those guys would be good fit with, with Steve Kerr. That's Absolutely. another thing. And, and your point on Brogdon is correct. Like, Brogdon is everything the Warriors' other players this year aren't. He can pass, dribble, and shoot. Uh, Bazemore, he can shoot a little bit. Not so much with the passing and dribbling. Um, Oubre, <laughs> I mean, I think every listener knows passing is not his forte. Right. Um, Brogdon, just by virtue of being a well-rounded player, is going to fit perfectly the way the Warriors want to play. And, like, anyone overloads Steph, run the offense through Brogdon, and it's going to work. So he, We've seen him in the postseason be really – he was the second-best player above, above uh, Chris Middleton when he was still with Milwaukee years ago. Um, he was the guy that initiated the offense. He got to the hole at will in the postseason. Uh, they lost, but I remember watching that and thinking, wasn't this guy a second round pick? Wasn't he like not? Wasn't he not supposed to be anything? And plus, Fitz would love him. He's a four year guy. It'd be it'd be incredible. Oh man, starting two four year guys and then Steph and Claire three year guys. I mean, this is the Fitz dream team. Honestly, <laughs> maybe maybe you know Miles Turner was a one and done, so maybe we gotta get rid of him. Bring um, who's a four year center? Uh, I was gonna say Wagner. You could draft him, but I think he's played a couple of. Seasons. He's a one. He's a one. <laughs> one year. He's one year. He's even. He's too good. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We're okay now. Now I got to get in the trade machine to get a, a perfect center for four year guy. Uh, we we gotta get Tyler Hansbrough in there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, we'll end it here. Um. God, now I just got all excited thinking about uh, the Warrior Pacer trade. That will never happen. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it more. You guys make sure to subscribe us. Uh, excuse me. Subscribe to Lightyear's Premium. Um, you can always find there in our bios. Uh, rate five stars. Leave a comment. Ask a question. We'll get to it. And uh, we'll be back soon.